have audacious faith for your business? If you find yourself having to hem and haw to answer that, then you need help. Welcome to Audacious Faith for Your Business with Don Jordan Jones. In today's show, you'll learn how to stand out from the rest of the marketplace, improve your image, and that of your business. Now, here's your host, Don Jordan Jones. Good afternoon or good evening, depending on where you are in the world. My name is Dawn Jordan-Jones, and I'm your host for Audacious Faith for Your Business. This show focuses on offering sound advice from industry experts on how to step out on faith and effectively build your business by creating a standout brand identity in a creative market, a competitive market. My prayer is that by listening each week, you'll understand the necessary steps to create the right awareness needed to increase your business and your revenue. You'll learn how to set yourself apart so that you can effectively reap the rewards of your hard work. Creating a business and a marketing plan is just as essential and executing it on a daily basis as having money to finance your business and keep the lights on. This show is on the Empowerment Channel, and we are proud to be a part of the Black Friday series. Audacious Faith for Your Business can be found here on the Voice Empowerment, Voice America Empowerment Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific Time. Now, every week, I'd like to start off with a scripture and thought for the week. While our jobs and our business help make our career and our livelihood, we also know that Jesus is the head of our lives. And as long as we give him the honor and glory in all that we do and ask him to direct our path, he will receive, we will receive the promises that he has for us. This week's scripture is Psalm 53, 5 and 3. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Every morning I bring my request to you and wait expectantly. This scripture reminds me of who I should be putting first every single day. When I wake up, the first thing I need to do is go to God and send my place my request for the day to him in front of him and then wait for him to respond. It's like seek him first um, and all those things that we are desiring will be added to you. So my thought for this week is um, put God first in everything you do. Seek him first every morning and let him dictate the rest of your day. You can find more God inspirational messages on Lord365.com. That's Lord, T-H-R-E-E, 65.com. Now, you're probably wondering who this Dawn Jordan Jones is. Well, I'll share a little bit about me. I am Midwestern born and raised, mixed with a little bit of Southern hospitality. I've been in sales and marketing arena for over 30 years and spent a little bit over 20 years in radio on the sales side. I've had the pleasure of working with companies such as Pepsi, Sam's Club, Walmart, Hardee's, McDonald's, Procter & Gamble, and Walgreens, and I've worked with teams planning events ranging from 100 to 20,000. I'm the owner of 2911 Media. It's a full-service marketing company where we serve companies by assisting them in branding themselves through design, advertising, and marketing. And also creator of Lord 365, where we share God-inspired messages 365 days a year. When it comes to marketing, it's in my blood. And my hope is that I can help a mom and pop store or a nonprofit in ministry or Fortune 100 companies shine their brightest light possible to get their message out to the public. 
They say you'll build it, but they won't know to come unless you tell them. You can find me online through email at dawn, D-A-W-N, at 29, the word 11media.net. That's dawn at 29, 11media.net. And across all social media at 29, the word 11media. Enough about me. I am very thrilled to introduce you to my guest this week. I have the pleasure of connecting with this amazing woman of God while I was serving as co-coordinator for a women's event in Raleigh back in 2008. Her smile uh, brightens up the room so much you will need a pair of sunglasses, but so does her spirit. Erica D. James discovered her gifts of speaking and leading at the age of 12. She in that year, she gave her first speech to her seventh grade classmates as she ran for vice president. She's been making audiences rise to their feet ever since. At the same time, she's developed a passion for entrepreneurship as she witnessed her parents building the family business into a multi-million dollar enterprise. While overcoming years of bullying and teasing, she learned how to focus her insecurities into inspiring those around her. Her testimony is one of overcoming forgiveness faith, complete surrender, obedience, and an unyielding pursuit of the revelation and manifestation of God. Her over 20, for her more than 25 years of experience, she started her first business when she was 18 years old, has helped her in guiding people in becoming the person God created them to be. Her anointing as a speaker talent and humor as a natural entertainer converged to create a life-changing experience for all of her audiences. She helps Christians live the lives of their God-given dreams. She is the CEO of the Convergence Center, LLC, a world-class training organization and founder of the International Alliance of Christian Business Women, a training and development organization for women called to build business empires. She created their proprietary training model and curriculum. She is ordained in the fivefold ministry and oversees ministers, ministries as founder of Kingdom Ministers Association, a 501c3 organization that supports, equips, and mobilizes internet, internet ministers as they build thriving ministries. She also serves as the board on the board of Catch the Fire USA. She has created a collection of highly sought after trainings, certifications, and resources that include numerous CDs, podcasts, articles, trainings, teaching tools, and has authored six books, including The Power of Vision, The Fearless Living Challenge, Beyond Fearless, How to Remove Every Hindrance from Your Life, and Your Heart is the Key. Be on the lookout for Erica's new TV show, You Can Do This, with Erica and Amy, debuting on multiple media platforms. While she is not working in business or ministry, you can find her reading, writing, and attempting to be a painter and doing things that make her laugh with her family. This lady is one that will, if you follow her, she will definitely have a lifetime impact on you. Please welcome my guest, Erica D. James, as we discuss how to build the life of your God-given dreams. Welcome, Erica. Thank hello, you. hello. Thank you for that awesome introduction, Don. So, no problem. I'm just, I'm really, really very happy to have you here. Now, I'm excited to have you join me because we go way back. 
yes. <laughs> like yeah. uh, 11 years. So, and we've maintained our communication and, and, and our connection over the years. Um, and I'm glad that we connected 10 years ago because we did it. It just was one of those kind of sisterhood connections to me. Like this is somebody I'll be connected. We may not talk every day or con- you know, connect um, a lot, but it's always one of those. We always find our way back like, hey, how's it going? And it's like we haven't missed a beat. And that's when, that's when you know it's a true, I believe, a, a, God, con- a God connection. Yes. <laughs> I know uh, a lot about your story, but my listeners do not. So um, I know we shared a little bit in the bio, but share a little bit about your journey and how you got from 12 years old to here. Yeah, you know, I know. This, Go over the this. La- <laughs> Break down the last 40 plus years. No yeah. problem. Well, yeah. I am originally from the Seattle, Washington area and grew up out there as how do we say it? The the chocolate chip in the milk, you know, one of mm-hmm. very few families of color out there, uh, but had an opportunity to be a part of an amazing enterprise my parents were building. So it was like this dichotomy, Don, that I lived in. It was like we were the Jacksons who were moving and shaking and influencers outside of the house. And the irony for me is I got bullied, a lot of racial bullying all through elementary school. And I had, because I have an amazing family, they knew that I had a gift. And I remember I must have been about eight or nine, you know, when, well, actually I started, my mom got me into sports very early and I was always the one who got the most motivational, the most, you know, inspirational award every single year. And about, actually about eight or nine, my sister says to me, you know, you have a really great gift with people. And you need to do something about that in leadership. So you mentioned it in my bio, but I ran for leadership office when I was 12 years old. And I was absolutely terrified because the same kids that used to bully me at recess were the ones I had to speak in front of. Oh, wow. And that just gave me the bug to understand the power of the spoken word and to know I had a gift. And then the entrepreneurial bug was already in me. So on my 18th birthday, I went and got a business license while the rest of my peers were partying and doing what they do. I went and was like, I just want to be legal and start this business. And I used to go to the library and read on businesses when I was 12 and 13 years old. So I was so glad to be loosed. And I remember sitting down (laughs) and I said to my father, I said, you know, I really don't think I'm going to go to college because that's four years I could use Um, I could be a millionaire by then in business. And he said, sorry, honey, you're going to college. So I said, (laughs) okay, well, I'll just build my business while I'm in college. So I spent my college years traveling, doing speaking, workshops, developing self-love curriculum for young ladies like myself that were not affirmed. And I went to Western Washington University, which, again, is like a lily white school at the time. Mm -hmm. And I noticed I wasn't the only one who had a hard time. Uh, with my self-esteem. And even though I put it and channeled it into leadership, I wanted to help hurting young ladies. And Don, that became my path. (coughs) Excuse me. That became my path. I transferred schools back to Howard University, thinking we'd all be loving on each other because we look like each other. And it was more catty and petty than I could have imagined. And I said, okay, time to pull out the self-love curriculum And that really launched me to be a speaker while I was in college, traveled all over the country on weekends, all over the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, and started working with the best-selling author and said one of those prayers that changes your life. Because at the time, I was around a lot of people that I used to read about in Essence magazine. And I started noticing that, wait a minute, there's one person on stage 
not quite that person off stage. Lord, clean me up before you put me out there. And I had no idea what I was asking for. And right around that time became a single mother and my life drastically changed. I mean, I had started writing my first book. I was interviewing, working with this best-selling author and I had this little person relying on me. And I put my dreams on the back burner and said, well, let's do corporate America. I'll you know, still speak and teach on the side and ended up literally suffocating, almost suffocating in my own life. And fast forward to my 30th birthday, I was devastated, ended up going through depression because I, I was on track and then have this little person I now have to make sure I've got a paycheck for. And the, you know, up and down cash flow of entrepreneurship just wasn't going to cut it. And I decided when I was 30, because that was the year I set the goals when I was 18 coming out of high school, I was going to be a multimillionaire. I was going to be married with an amazing family. I was going to have a great corporation. At 30, I had almost none of those things. And I was devastated. So I put myself on a plan called Project Humpty Dumpty, put Erica back together again. (laughs) And literally said in a year from now, by the time I turn 31, I'm not just going to be living my dream. I'm going to be living in the bullseye of my dream. And that's exactly what happened. Adopted wow. coaching, added that to my keynoting, and have been nonstop ever since. Fast forward, that little baby is now 23 years old. Gee whiz. I know. I got married <laughs> three years ago and for the first time. And Don, I feel like even with all that you read in my bio, I honestly feel like I can move now because it's always like, okay, I was raising my daughter. I was adjusting to marriage. And now I'm like, it is time to soar. So I'm more excited than ever about um, my journey and what God has me up to. So that's a little bit about it. There's more details, but if those are kind of the highlights. <laughs> you have been busy. <laughs> yes, it's good, yes. Wow. Wow. Um, uh, what I take away from that is that you, you just never gave up. You always had that end goal of this is where I want to be. And the one thing that I, I think I can uh, speak very freely is that from the moment we met, you were always about speaking your future into existence. And I, I remember some of the things you said, and you're like, okay, next year, this is going to happen. And it happened. And it's just, um, I think that is some people that people, Things that people just take for granted about the power of your words. And when you use them and put them into the atmosphere, things happen. Um, So that's just, you know, I think that that should be very encouraging and very inspiring um, to those that are listening that, um, you know, no matter how, how the deck is stacked against you, no matter what challenges that you have, you have the ability to overcome it by just speaking life to it. Oh, that's good. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I know you've been super busy growing your business and ministering to others. You know, how and when did you know that where you are right now, as far as, you know, I know you said you've been speaking and coaching. When when was that turn? Like right at 31? Or, or did you, or was it kind of you started feeling your way toward it? Yeah. Like, like when do you know that? Yeah. Well, I was, I'm not a normal person. Like I laugh. I'm like, I've never processed normally. I actually, even in the midst of bullying, even in the midst of challenges, when I was a young girl, I could feel greatness inside of me. I didn't know how it was going to be expressed, but I could actually, like, I knew I had this quality or something, and I was just determined to explore and see what that was. Uh, and then the moment it all clicked for me was pretty young. 
And it was that it was that same moment that when I was 12 years old speaking in front of my student body, and I still don't have any remembrance of what I said, but what I remember is that they were on their feet in a standing ovation. And at that moment, I realized I had a gift with words and the power of words to transform when they're connected to a heart that really cares and really loves. And so really it was 12 years old for me. That was also the same year. Uh, we had a huge family picnic. We would do this every year for my father's and parents' business. We had a huge yard and I remember, you know, we're doing all the things to prepare and get the yard ready. And I remember watching all of these cars and all of these families and babies getting out of these cars. And I realized that my parents were responsible for their livelihood. And at the time, their business had about 40 full-time employees and several part-time. And at that same age, I became very conscious of the power of business. And so I knew I wanted to start a business. And naively at 12, I said, well, if my parents built a multi-million dollar business, I want to build a billion dollar business. I didn't even know how many <laughs> zeros that had, but I thought on their shoulders, I stand. And so, you know, how big can we build it? But yeah, that's when I knew, I knew young. And that also kept me going. Um, I think it also caused a greater depression when I looked up and realized how far away I was because I knew what I was called to do. I didn't have the full detail, but I knew it was of impact because I'd mm -hmm. always had prophetic visions about it. So yeah, I, I was one of those strange people that knew at a young age. Wow. And, and there are so many people that, are, you know, there are 50 something still walking around lost, not knowing what their purpose is. And for you to realize it at that such a young age, and that is what drove, drove you. That's just, that's, that's um, really powerful. Now, I know that you have stepped out on faith probably more times than anybody could count. Um, I, but has there ever been a time where you stepped out where you weren't as sure as you are now and, you know, where your Ooh. faith was leading you? Oh, that's such a good question. Uh, immediately, a particular time in my life comes up. So as I shared earlier, just the struggle. And I didn't just have like a daughter. I had a daughter that kicked my tail she was just a, I mean, teenager from hell. You know, it was, just, it was no joke. Now. I mean, you know, I'm like, oh, it's not violin music playing in the background. Mm -hmm. It was a press. And I remember moving and I moved from Seattle to Raleigh, North Carolina, mm -hmm. because the Holy Spirit told me to. I didn't know anybody. I had built a hybrid online, offline business. So I was doing training for several companies via teleclasses and, and teleseminars. And I was here three weeks. We had sold everything that didn't fit in the box, shipped the car, shipped the boxes, and nothing had arrived yet. I was sleeping on a pallet, and my daughter was sleeping on a pallet in her bedroom that we picked, the house we picked off the internet. I didn't know very much about Raleigh at all, uh, other than the research I had done. And one visit, I did get here. And I'm here for three weeks going, okay, I've got enough revenue that's going to give me some breathing room. And I went into prayer and the Lord says to me very clearly, you must resign from your contracts because I have a message I want to bring through you. Oh, wow. And I thought, well, certainly you're going to give me a year or six months. And he says, no, you're going to resign on Monday. Now that was mm. it for my income. I mean, I could do, I hadn't, I didn't have my own brand at that time. I was basically speaking and training for others, doing general motivation and leadership, but I didn't know what my message was. Ooh. That was a time when 
faith began to look like slight insanity, but I did it. And within a month and a half, I'd written three books and I began to understand the message that God had for me. And I haven't looked back, but that was probably the time when my faith probably got the thinnest, if you will, where I really Mm -hmm. had to dig in because it was saying no to finances and believing God for that provision. And to me, that that's been hard. Another time I don't talk about it much. The other time that really challenged me, I do a lot of work in healing and deliverance on the spiritual side of what I do and end up with a lump in my breast two years ago. And it was a sizable lump. And I was talking to God about it. And he told me literally it was cancerous. And Mm -hmm. I had cast out all kinds of sickness and disease from myself, from other people. And he said, don't freak out because it's cancer. He said, cast it out. And that's exactly what happened, began to activate that power of Jesus. And that was scary because anything else seemed easy, but all of a sudden to have a breast in my lump, a lump in my breast, that was probably the second time my faith was really challenged. And by the time I had the ultrasound appointment, I had had an inner encounter. It was growing smaller and smaller and then had an encounter where it was literally gone. And by the time I went in for the ultrasound, there was no trace of a tumor. So those were those were probably two things that have shaken me to the core of my faith. And then just being on a faith walk anyway, you know, it's like every day (laughs) of my life is a faith walk. But those are two instances that, hey, it was no joke. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. I think if anybody had any of us have been, you know, just some people just met with those type of challenges. I mean, you're looking at, okay, resign your contracts and, and you're probably like, but wait, Lord, <laughs> I got a daughter to raise. I was Where's like, come from? get me behind me. I rebuke you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh-uh. I thought I was tired, you know, but yeah, no, that's what he told me. I'm going to go back to sleep and wake up that. and see if I heard you right. Yeah. Exactly. Had I not done that, I wouldn't be where I am today. And yeah. I still feel like I have a ways to go, but, but yeah, that was pivotal. Wow. Wow. Just amazing. Now, do you have a mentor? I mean, is there, and you know, somebody that you kind of uh, look to or is kind of a coach or kind of a, you know, a person that you go to that when to help you go continue to go to the next level? Well, what's interesting, you know, as I think about you asking me that question, I don't have a mentor. But okay. what I, I what I do have is what I would call more like a circle of wisdom. So I've got ah. several mentors I could go to for different things. And okay. um, and ironically, my family, because we all make our living behind the microphone, we're all authors and speakers and comedians and all public lives, they are often my first resource. So I have kind of a council of wisdom more like than just one mentor. And then this is going to sound so corny, but I promise you it's real for me. Um, I literally go to Jesus on a daily basis. When you say seek him early and and Mm -hmm. daily, I honestly do that. So every single day I tap into what I call my heavenly blueprint. So I know if I'm on track or off track, what I need to do. So Jesus is the true compass for me, but I do Mm -hmm. have kind of a circle of wisdom that I keep around me, people who are further ahead than I am, who can help me, you know, identify landmines. And I do, so I do have a circle of people, but not a single mentor. Okay. 
Okay. Now, what's some of the best advice that they having a family that, I mean, that's really rich. It's just having a family of everybody that is kind of already walked some of that walk. You know, what's some of the best advice they've given you over the years? Uh, probably the best is know your numbers. You know, I go to my father often. My parents are like this perfect blend. My, bro- my father's bottom line, go get them. My mother's like strategic thinker. And I literally do a strategic plan with my mother because that's what she does professionally. We sit as a family and have strategic plans that she walks us through. It's, it's serious. <laughs> it's serious in my world. But know your numbers. Know your numbers. For so long in business, I was just robbing Peter to pay Paul, didn't, you know, not moving forward, really just kind of owned a job as a self-employed specialist and really to catapult to the next level. Mentors told me over and over and over, you got to know your numbers. And we often don't want to look at our numbers, especially if they're not where we need them to be, but they tell a story. And then uh, a recent mentor said to me, you have to realize, Erica, yes, you've been at this longer than a lot of people, but it takes longer to build a business that lasts. Because mm-hmm. every time I think about what I'm doing, I think about building for my daughter's unborn children, two generations out. And so every policy I write, every procedure, my infrastructure, I think two generations out because long after I'm gone, what I'm building needs to last. And so, you know, just understand that takes longer. And so those are two things that have been just priceless. There's many others, but those have been real pivotal for me. That's powerful um, about building for your daughter's unborn children. So it's not just leaving a legacy for her. It's that next generation. That's right. Um, And I think um, we as a people, we're just getting to that point because we haven't had the businesses passed on down to us, you know, three and four and five generations stuff that was started before. So I think we're just getting to that point. We're recognizing our own economic independence um, and to being able to do that for our children. And I think that's, that's just really. Yeah. Like I learned that, that hard lesson Don, really from my own family. Cause yes, they built a multimillion dollar business, but there wasn't anything left to will there, you know, like it didn't mm-hmm. last and it just hit me so deeply that we can't build riches. We've got to create wealth. And that is a different mindset. And there's a difference. Journey. Yeah. Definitely a difference. Definitely a difference. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about your brands that you've built. Okay. You have the Convergence Center LLC and then the International Alliance of Christian Business Women. Uh, then, and you, then you're also the founder of the Kingdoms Ministers Association. And then, of course, you. You're <laughs> so, um, let's talk a little bit, share a little bit about what each of these do and, you know, how they kind of all fall and create Erica D. James. Yeah, that's so good. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll start with the Alliance. Nobody could remember the International Alliance of Christian Businesswomen, so we've recently shortened it to the Alliance. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) You were like, I-A-C-B. Okay, we don't even understand. I don't even remember it. So the Alliance really, I mean, these are calls that the Lord gave me on these organizations. And so the vision for that organization is to build a thousand chapters of 30 pillar membership businesses that are at least a million dollars in annual revenue and sustainable. Okay. And so right now where we are with that is where we've, I've been really focusing in on the back end training and development and then creating a duplicatable model. So as our chapters grow, it can be sustainable. 
So that's the alliance of Christian businesswomen, kingdom-minded Christian businesswomen. Okay. And then as I, was, as I was doing this business thing, which is all I really thought I wanted to do, I have a personal inquiry and challenge that is, what would it look like if I became the fullness of who God created me to be? And when I was 17, I asked God to reveal to me the fullness of who he was and who Jesus is. And I thought it would be a private process, but along the way, I began doing this healing and deliverance work, which led to a need for an organization of, for ministers called outside the four walls of the church, better known as itinerants. So the Kingdom Ministers Association equips and mobilizes what I call kingdom ministers, ministers called outside of the four walls of the church to walk in the works of Jesus and greater works so we can see the body of Christ healed and set free and really fulfill our kingdom assignments. One day the Lord showed me that every problem on the earth would be resolved if we just were fearless and on purpose. So that's what that organization's wow. about. And then the Convergence Center eventually will, ha- will be an actual physical retreat center for leaders wow. in business and ministry to come to be refreshed, to be able to be trained, to be able to be, you know, bring the spiritual and the practical sides together. And so that's kind of the arm that my training and development's under. That's the arm that owns all of the curriculum that I teach in the other organizations. Okay. And then that's really what I call the arm that I do my, my own speaking, keynoting, and training and development. And so, um, yeah, so those are kind of the three brands and they are, there's more overlap these days, but boy, when I started, it seemed like these things were separate. I'm like, Lord, what am I doing? But I'm so glad that I just stayed focused because each of them could be 80 hours a week easily. So, wow. Wow. Yeah. How do you do all that? Uh, I don't know that I, <laughs> I don't know that I do, Don. No. Okay. I laughingly say that, but because um, I'm at a point now where it's about getting the right team together, because the work that needs to be done far exceeds what I can do on my own. Mm-hmm. But but how I manage it is I am fanatical about time management and what I call time mastery because I just don't have any to waste. Right. So I'm very very um, focused with what I need to do how I need to do it. I try not to squander time because to me it is second to hearing the Holy Spirit and that gift that God has given us. Our time is our, the most precious resource and I really be- believe in stewarding that well. And so um, doesn't always turn out balanced, isn't always pretty, but that is probably my secret that I'm so serious about being organized and time management. And, um, and then there's ebbs and flows from there. So... Wow. Yeah. I know one thing whenever I heard the the name of the Convergence Center initially, you know, when we initially connected, I thought it's like kind of everything that's swirling around kind of coming into one spot, into one place where it can be powerful and effective. So like just, you know, and and that's what I, when I hear it, that's the vision that comes to me. And that's what it sounds like. Everything has kind of just all, you know, come full circle into one concentrated area where it's supposed to be and where it's all working together. Yes, absolutely. So um, what I'd like to do, um, if we're going, if you're okay, I'd like to take a really quick break. Um, and then we'll come back and um, kind of fish up asking a few more questions. 
Um, so this is Dawn Jordan Jones, and I'm your host for Audacious Faith, and I have the amazing, um, awesome, and um, so gifted uh, woman, Erica D. James with the Convergence Center, the Alliance, and Kingdom Ministers Association. We will be right back after this break. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 2911 Media helps you with all of your marketing needs, including business consulting, web and graphic design, advertising placement, and social media management. Because you need time to run your business, 2911 Media can run your marketing with more than 20 years of marketing experience. We work with mom and pop and Fortune 100 companies. Visit 2911media.net. That's 29-E-L-E-V-E-N-Media.net. Put our award-winning marketing and promotions to work for you. 2911 Media. Establish. Enhance. Elevate. Are you where you want to be right now? We live our lives sometimes looking at others and thinking the grass is always greener on their side, not realizing that we have the power within us to pursue our dreams. It begins with a head start in the right direction. And that head start is with host Carla D. Walker and from the inside out. Believe in your abilities and take action. Listen live every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Audacious Faith for Your Business. To reach the program today, call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You can also send an email to Dawn at 2911media.net. Back to Audacious Faith for Your Business. Welcome back. This is Dawn Jordan-Jones, your host for Audacious Faith for Your Business. And I have Erica D. James, uh, the founder of the Convergence Center, the Alliance, and founder for Christian uh, Kingdom Ministers Association. We have been talking just about your amazing walk and how a lot of it has been a faith walk uh, um, over a lot of, of your life. But one thing I want to know is, is as you've grown your businesses and you've grown your brand, you know, what's one key thing that you feel that's helped grow, you know, outside of, you know, keeping God first um, and seeking him daily? You know, what's the one thing you feel that's helped you grow your brand to, to be able to have it to be as successful as it is today? Oh, that's such a good question. So many things come to mind, but if there was one, Don, it would be tenacious focus, Because I I literally, the tenacity to not quit, no matter what it looks like, to stay laser beam focused on the vision and where I'm going, no matter what. And in the midst of that, if I had a second one, if I could grab a second one, it would be continual quality improvement, continuous quality improvement. I'm always reading, 
always uh, inquiring if there's an area of something I don't know. Um, I am always studying to improve and to take things to the next level. Okay, so folks out there taking note, uh, <laughs> number one is keeping God first. <laughs> number two is being laser focused. Yes. Um, and then um, number three is just always self-improvement. Keep reading. Um, what are you reading? What's on your bed um, on, your, on your bedpost now as far as what you're reading now? Uh, I have two books sitting here, the one page marketing plan and profit first. So I am, uh, those are probably what's up for me right now where I've, I have a ton of content and it's about getting that out in the world. So studying some marketing stuff and then that back end, those numbers, getting the profit first uh, approach to business handled. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What upcoming workshops do you have or any speaking engagements coming soon? Oh, so many. Because <laughs> there's always like there's the whole monthly flow of what I do. So mm -hmm. I, I do things online for those who are all over the country or the world listening. I have teleclasses. I have webinars that I do. But coming up in the next couple of days or in the next little bit of time, I've got a March 7th teleclass that's for our Alliance for Christian Businesswomen. Uh, and I've got, I'm opening the conference. I'm really excited. An Epic in Business conference coming up next weekend, March 1st and 2nd, here in the Raleigh area. And okay. then we also have a reception coming up for those interested in learning more about becoming a part of the Alliance. And you can get more information on those at my website, which is www.ericadjames.com, which is E-R-I-C-K-A-D-James.com. And there's a lot more than that, but I would bore your readers. <laughs> I'm always, I'm doing, yeah, so I do a lot online as, as well as traveling. So there's always something someone can plug into. Okay. So are you working on any new projects or any, you know, writing any books? I know I, I was um, fortunate to have the Beyond Fearless book and it just really, there was a shift after I read that book um, as far as me walking, you know, just a little differently because you got to get, once you get beyond the fear, you can accomplish anything. So, so anything, right. anything new you're working on? From a book so scene. right now I'm rewriting a couple of those books because they've been, you know, five, six, seven years ago. So mm -hmm. I'm rewriting. And then the, the new project I'm working on, uh, completing the online learning centers. I've written over 70 proprietary modules for the Alliance. So we've got to get that out and available to our membership. And then working on Up Level and Rise, the ultimate guide to business success for Christian businesswomen. So we wow. look, uh, yeah, and I have a new partner with the Alliance. So myself and Wendy Clark will be co-authoring that book. So we're working on it. Wow. Now I know I mentioned in your bio a little bit about your upcoming TV show. Is that, you know, is that still in play? Um, oh. Where can we find that? Oh. Oh, my goodness. Yes, absolutely. That's probably my the thing I'm most excited about. So I'm so glad you brought that up because everything else is behind the scenes. And I'm really frantically working to get those in place because the television show is going to be the feeder. And it is called You Can Do This with Eric and Amy, Small Steps to Live a Big Life. And so right now we're in post-production. We've laid our initial four episodes and we're doing an online traditional television hybrid. And so was literally on with my producer the other day. Our episodes will be ready for us to preview, to start getting in the world, getting out in the world. We're going to start online um, and we're still building all of that back end. But yeah, we, you know, the Facebook page and you can do this TV. It's all coming. And then that we will like um, doing some television slots here locally. So it's really exciting. So that good. Like fun. Yeah. 
So, wow. So any other major plans uh, on the, on the horizon? Just the other that thing you can that, share. <laughs> well, the other thing that's really up for me is self-care, to be honest with you, because I've had to do some major overhauling of my schedule to be able to get back in the gym, get, you know, get my athletic body back. So that's really up for me, which is no joke, um, because the work happens, Don. I mean, I love what I do. I'm absolutely passionate. It is what God created me for. The hard part is stopping. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the hard part is stopping for me. It's not starting. It's not being motivated. Um, so yeah, balance is up for me as my husband so lovingly lets me know. Uh, that's up for me. And then uh, just redoing websites and getting stuff ready for the next level. So I'm really excited. Erica, I know we've been talking so much about um, how you've launched out, built such an amazing brand, um, and and have have basically walked the walk that from building on that inner um, goals and those the inner feeling that you knew that gift that was inside of you. But one of the things I know um, I had mentioned earlier that I had read um, had received your book and read on um, the Beyond Fearlessness. I know that is Beyond Fearless. What are some of the challenges that you're seeing in the people and the businesses and the women that you're working with? You know, how, how are they trying, what challenges are they facing when it comes to being fearless um, as they come, um, move through their lives? Oh, that's such a good question. So uh, the first thing I got to back up and talk about what fear is, because I think we've been very misguided. We've been taught fear is false evidence appearing real, and it's something we make up and we can just, you know, be strong and be motivated and just push through it. But fear is actually a real tangible spirit that gets inside of us that produces particular fruit. So procrastination, worry, doubt, faithlessness, all of these things are result of the presence of the spirit of fear. And we are not dealing with it as a spirit. We deal, deal with it like a, this mental concept. And we're kind of taught to, you know, there's fear, but strap it in, be courageous and do it anyway. And I want to submit to people that we can actually handle it for the, with the spiritual tools we have, get rid of our fear and move forward. So that is a huge block for businesswomen, even knowing they're called to build something big and that the Lord has them called to this, that fear is huge. And so being able to deal with the spiritual aspects of what fear is so we can be free from it, because that's when it's really powerful. You don't, it's, it takes 10 times more energy to do something with fear and try to overcome it than just taking care of it, commanding it out, speaking to it in the name of Jesus, and being fearless. So that's a huge barrier right there. Then another one that I noticed that, that the women have when they come into the alliance is that we're such heart people. We have a hard time valuing our gifts and really establishing their value in the marketplace. Because especially when it's something you're called to do, you love to do, you would do it for free. I often have to break the poverty consciousness, especially off of Christian women, mm-hmm. off of business women when they come in, not only do you have the right to charge, but it's why God gave this gift to you to create your livelihood from it. So it needs to be priced properly. It needs to be marketed properly and it is worth it. And we need to stop selling ourselves short in the marketplace. So those two things are just huge. You couple that fear 
with the underdeveloping, uh, undervaluing of our gifts. And boy, it takes a minute to break that. So. I think we could probably have a whole show on just <laughs> those two things. Yes. Honestly, because I know what stops a lot of people dead in their tracks is the fear. What if I'm not accepted? What if nobody likes me? What if nobody's going to purchase my product or service? I think that stops a lot of people, especially when you get rejection right off the bat. Um, I know, um, <laughs> you know, my background is in sales and I always say one, you know, each no you get is closer to a yes. But if you don't have that background and that training to understand what that means, um, or, you know, that somebody saying no is they just don't have enough information to be able to say yes. Yeah. You know, if, if people don't have that information when they're beginning a business, especially if they're not in that arena, it can stop them. It, it can it basically paralyze them and not make them not want to move forward. Um, so then, and then, then the undervaluing, you know, and I'm guilty of it too. You know, you just see a situation and you, you, you hear, and I've seen tons and tons of times. And as I've grown my business, um, that is one thing I've seen when I look back and I see someone else who's got skills equal or better than mine and they're charging way below me. And I'm just like, okay, do I say something? And typically I do say something like, you know, the marketplace can, can handle it. And uh, one thing I learned from my, you know, my branding coach, that's why she's my coach, is that she said there are people divinely connected to you to be your clients. So those ones that are willing to pay will pay. And those are the ones you're supposed to be doing work with. But I think it's so difficult for a lot of, a lot of business owners, especially women business owners, to, you know, they feel that, okay, I, I would do this for free, and I love doing what I'm doing, so you end up doing a lot of it for free, you're d- discounting yourself, and discounting what you really bring to the table, so. I think, and I think the other part of that is that we are not dealing with any inadequacy, unworthy issues that we're carrying, and as women, we carry awful lot of them. If I, we didn't talk about it, but I have done my self-work to really walk in unshakable confidence and certainty about mm-hmm. who I am and what I'm called to be. And that's what it takes to build a community of people who don't compete, but we collaborate. We support right. each other. And so that's the other piece I would tell women to do your self work and make sure you are solid in who you are and whose you are and that the world is not defining you, but you get your definition from who God says you are and you stand on that. So that's the other big secret of mine that I have spent a lot of time doing. Wow, that's really powerful. That's just, and, and, and very important. And I'm hoping everybody's out there taking notes. What are some of the biggest challenges that are coming across that you see with the women that you're working with? What are some of the things that they're facing out there? Well, what comes to me is the biggest lie we have to break. And it's women saying, I'm not good with numbers. I'm not good with numbers. I just want to do this because I love to do it. And it goes back to what you would ask me about my mentor telling me, you know, sharing with me, know your numbers. You don't have to be a number cruncher, but you do have to do what we call dance with your numbers. You've got to know your numbers, pay attention to your numbers, know what your key scorecard numbers are or key performance indicators, pay attention to them on a weekly and a daily basis, even the weeks that you miss your target. So that's a huge challenge for women and we're heart people and it go, it, you know, the value piece and all of that goes into that. But we've got to understand that business is a, a language of numbers. And if we can understand our numbers, we can transform them and build sustainable businesses that continue to grow. 
Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much um, for uh, sharing. It's just kind of mind blowing. Um, we, we covered so much in such a short amount of time. <laughs> and I'm all hoping that people didn't catch everything. They'll go back, re-listen to the show and take down notes. Um, I know I have friends that are telling me I have to go back and listen to your show like three or four times to get all those nuggets because it was just really a lot of great nuggets um, here within the show. So um I just truly want to um, thank you for joining us today. How can people get in touch with you? Well, the easiest way, I do a Facebook Live every Tuesday and Thursday at at Erica Speaks on Facebook. And then you can also find me on Instagram. And I'm always teaching, dropping these nuggets um, at Erica Speaks. And I spell my name E-R-I-C-K-A. So at Erica Speaks on Facebook and Instagram. You can also visit my website at ericadjames.com and uh, find out more about the upcoming events and things that people can access no matter where you are. Okay. Now, I know um, just kind of a quick earlier when we read the bio, what's some of the fun, what what do you do to kind of release, relax, just kind of cut loose? Because it, it seems like you're very, very focused. You've got a lot going on. You're managing all these different organizations, you know, and, and you're running them. What's the thing that, what's the one thing you like to do for, you know, for yourself? Don, I love to laugh. I have a brother who's a professional comedian, uh, Nate Jackson, and I just love laughter. So I I do things that are fun. I'd like to watch movies and do things that make me laugh. Um, I love to spend time with friends that make me laugh. I love being around positive go-getters, and there always seems to be humor, humor wrapped in there. So I do spend time with really amazing girlfriends. I have a husband who loves to keep me balanced and, um, and then, you know, just taking the downtime, I call it cleaning my slate. So I have to have time to clean my slate. And then I'm very creative. I think you said in the bio, I'm trying to paint and do some other yes, things. I'm not, I'm not good at it, but I love it. And so I do a lot of um, creative things on the back end. And so just trying to keep myself balanced and inspired. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for joining me today. And thank you for being so flexible with your schedule because I know you're super busy, ladies. So I do appreciate you um, for sharing um, how to build the life of your God-given dreams because here you are a living example of having done just that. Um, We've learned so much today. Um, Thank you also for tuning in to Audacious Faith for your business. I'm truly honored to share this time with you. And next week, I will be welcoming Tasha T.C. Cooper, CEO, attorney, social media strategist, author. Um, And she will be sharing with us the faith, focus, and flow for your business. If you want to connect directly with me, you can email me at dawn at 2911, the word 11 spelled out, media.net. That's dawn at 2911media.net. Or you can reach me through social media at 29, the word 11, media. That's 2911media. Until next week, keep pressing towards your goals and always step out on your audacious faith. been listening to audacious faith for your business with don jordan jones we hope to have you tune in again for another edition next friday 4 p.m pacific time 7 p.m eastern time on the voice america empowerment channel this week how will you stand out